This is the Australia Report with Vic Aladev. Good day, mate. Vic Aladev, a very good morning. How are you? Good morning, Howard. I'm very well, thank you. Nice to talk to you today. It, uh, it uh, is great to speak to you and Mazel Tov again on your absolutely incredible, incredible achievement. Uh, just uh, talking about uh, some, of the, uh, some of the issues going on in Australia before we talk Israel and politics, a bit of a follow-up on the Malka Leifer situation. Tell us what's happening here. Indeed. So just to go back one step and just to remind anyone who's, uh, who's forgotten... Malka Leifer was convicted of 18 offences of sexual abuse against two sisters uh, last year. And this followed a 15-year legal battle. She was the principal of Adath Israel, a orthodox girls' school in Melbourne. And, uh, and when allegations began to surface that she might, might have sexually abused uh, some of the students, in particular three sisters at the school, she was quickly put on a plane, literally in the middle of the night, and uh, and and rushed up to Israel. And a, after a decade's worth of legal uh, uh, extradition uh, attempts, which included prime ministers in this country, prime ministers in Israel, she finally was extradited back to Australia, where she went was put on trial, and uh, she was accused of she was convicted of 18 offences against two of the three sisters and she was sentenced to 15 years in prison this was uh, late last or middle of last year now one of those three sisters her name is Dasi Ehrlich and the reason we're talking about this now is that Dasi has which is short for Hadassah has just published a book and the book is called In Bad Faith in which she just talks very candidly and openly about her story and she talks about, and it's actually very, I've, I've read only extracts from it, but it's pretty uh, poignant and, and very moving reading. So she, and she talks about growing up in a household, a very difficult household, and uh, where, uh, where very strained relations between her, herself or her sisters and her, and her, both of her parents, her mother and her father. And, uh, and she talks about her mother uh, at, at one point, and now the, the girls were teenagers, at, 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 remember, at an orthodox girls' school. And where at one time her mother says to her, quote, on the last day of the holidays, this is from her book now, my mother sat me down and told me I was a girl she could see had an evil inside. Oh, my word. Unworthy of the uh, exactly, unworthy terrible. of the effort it would take to send me to a seminary. Wow. You're a pretty face and nothing else, <gasps> she reminded me. Oh I searched my mind, writes Dussie, trying to figure out what I had done wrong. I had been trying so hard, I knew she was frustrated and I feared I would never be able to leave the house. Who would want to marry me? Close quote. And it's, uh, yeah. it, it, it's, That's it's heartbreaking stuff. Devastating. It's devastating, and she talks about uh, the, the the need for not just herself, but all her peers at school to find a husband, and how uh, getting this message from home from her mother strained relations with her father as well, and and what she writes about in the seg segment, which was has been um, uh, syndicated in some of the mainstream media here, 
is that this kind of propelled her towards looking for a surrogate support and ended up getting close to Malka Leifer, who was the principal at her school. And, and Malka, she writes, and this came out in the court case, uh, told her that she would prepare her, prepare her for marriage, etc. And then what Dasielet writes about is a five-day ordeal in the court. Five-day ordeal where she has to re reprise you know, this terrible stuff and how difficult it was. And the, the defense lawyer, that's defense, Malka, uh, Malka defense, is asking her, so she writes, all sorts of detailed questions about w when this happened or what happened. And then the lawyer says to her, in his summing up, in his closing arguments, this is from her book again, he told the court, I had said, I don't know, 160 times. Of course, he could spin it however he pleased. I was only allowed to answer the questions he asked. So in other words, what she's saying there is Malka Leifer's lawyer is saying that because Darcy Ehrlich said, I don't know, 160 times, obviously he's attempting to make the case that she's either fabricating or doesn't remember or her, you know, her evidence is shaky, etc. So she had five days of grueling uh, hearing in the witness box in which she makes her case. And then, uh, and then, and as I said at the outset, uh, Malka Leifer was convicted of offences against two of the sisters, Dussie and one of her sisters, and she was acquitted of nine charges, including charges relating to alleged abuse of the third sister. So it's pretty uh, harrowing reading, and uh, and this book now has just come out called In Bad Faith by Dussie Early. Mm. It uh, certainly won't be an easy read, but uh, it certainly sounds like a fascinating one. Police step in as 70 neo-Nazis attempt to stage a march through Sydney on Australia Day. Oh, no. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> just, just when you thought, you know, our situation mm. couldn't get any more serious. So on three separate days, starting with Australia, which... Um, as, as, as you have reported, was last Friday, January 26th, which is Australia Day, um, groups of, of neo-Nazis, so typically they all seem to be young men, and clad in black and with balaclavas and carrying paraphernalia and, and uh, swastikas, etc. On three days in a row, the Friday and Saturday and Sunday, gathered in different parts of Sydney, uh, attending to board trains, and amongst them was a convicted criminal who's a self-styled or self-appointed leader of this neo-Nazi group here in Australia called the National Socialist Network. And then there's another group that's attached to it. And to their credit, though, scores of police were activated and were, were, were very active and very quickly and uh, pushing the neo-Nazis off trains and stopping them basically disrupting Australia Day celebrations and, and gatherings, etc., etc. And now it's generated significant media, including on the front pages of the mainstream media, where the Premier of this state of New South Wales has said that the law, that he will un, literally unmask people who take part in these neo-Nazi gatherings uh, to expose them for who they are and uh, and that they won't let people hide behind these masks and, you know, and and basically intimidate mm, mm. people, etc. 
interestingly, a lot of the people who took part came to Sydney from Melbourne, which is like Cape Town, Johannesburg. It's a thousand kilometers away because there reportedly has been a larger neo-Nazi presence down in Melbourne. Um, and so, but clearly what's happened here is they are seeming or it seems like they're attempting to grow their presence uh, here in Sydney. So, yes, so pretty disturbing. Absolutely. Equally as disturbing, or in a different way, is that Jewish teachers urged to abandon, abandon the teachers' union. Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> and this is basically going back to October 7 and, and the mm. war that is continuing. So, so as been, we've been reporting a number of times now, there have been groups, and I use the word groups in quotes because one doesn't know how organized or formal or informal they are, of people getting together called Teachers for Palestine, Teach for Palestine, putting together all sorts of documentation to instruct, advise, guide teachers in public schools uh, how to, what to do and how to promote uh, the Palestinian narrative that the Palestinian people are the true indigenous people in Israel, etc. And so, and this has just been gaining momentum. And in fact, there was an audio which, which was released on television, Sky Television here, of a group of teachers discussing how to essentially infiltrate, without being mm. dramatic about it, the public school system when school goes back, which is going back today and tomorrow, this week. Um, and how to how to teach the Palestinian narrative, what to wear uh, with Palestinian kathiot, etc., etc. So, as a result of that, there has been a push for Jewish teachers in public schools to withdraw from the Teachers' Federation because the Teachers' Federation has been appalling, appalling in, uh, in, in supporting Jewish teachers who have been over years now, not just on this mm, issue, mm. who having yeah, the, it's, it's this sort of... What they've had to, it's it's just incredible because I don't think that we have been, and, and I think this is true of all around the world, I don't think that we have been awake to what has really been going on and to this really shocking foundation of hate that has been laid while we were not paying attention or maybe while we were paying attention but to to other things as well so it's 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 just remarkable now that we're starting to see it that is where we leave it vic Aradef, thank you as always vic is the former ceo of the new south wales jewish board of deputies we chat to him every tuesday at this time